Pop-pop. Ben Lesnick defriended me on Facebook on Christmas Day, which you know, holds a special place in my <laughs> black heart. It's quite complicated to get working. I know there was a fair amount of skepticism out there. We've got to earn the belief. Belief. The game wasn't built. The game wasn't built. I haven't had an opportunity to work on them, but they are in the work. Refactor them, change things out, retrofit it, refactor them, refactor them. People program things. This is bullshit. All very professional. I like it. Yes. We're still trying to figure out Virtual Captain's toys to actually make this thing work. So, the last time we talked was. Last month, I believe it was the week right before Memorial Day weekend for us in the U.S. And a couple of interesting things have happened since then. So, to kind of start off, where we ended at was the the Derek Smart announcement of uh, knowing about certain financials that will lead to the ruination of Star Citizen, of course. So I don't think we really even uh, got to talk about that much. So it, it is a case of uh, Derek Smart having some sources within CIG that will point him one way or another, depending on you know their level of intoxication, how much they actually like Derek, and sort of depending on what they've been fed, and you know quite possibly more tinfoily is that. Uh, they're being told to talk to Derek and spread this information. I mean, sort yeah. of... Yeah, well, it's... and it's uh, Specifically, it's about them having nine million left, right, in the bank. Yeah, so, uh... I mean, like, the napkin math that I've kind of gone off of over the uh, the course of the last couple of years was that, uh... It, 2014 was the year that they really uh, made the bank as far as being able to save up a lot of money uh, for the future of the project. So, uh, so at the end of 2013, going into 2014. So 2012 probably ended about uh, $9 million, if I recall cor- correctly. And then from 2013 on, uh, we, uh, Star Citizen was looking at about $47 million, I believe. Yeah, since then, since about 2013, it's about 30, uh, 35 million a year on average uh, yeah. since 2013. So I kind of looked at it because it was it was still in 2013 that uh, uh, CIG Austin was still operating out of the uh, the basement uh, office, and the LA studio really hadn't uh, picked up legs or at least moved forward in such a capacity that it became the the primary uh, development uh, studio within CIG. So there was actually some money-saving uh, money saving uh, decisions to actually sort of uh, hold on to that cash reserve at the time. So I've guessed that at the end, sometime at the beginning of 2014 into 2013, there was probably about $20 million in liquid assets. Or at least uh, sellable assets, if the, if if the needed need arised. And ever since then, I've believed that uh, the costs that CIG has incurred have outpaced what they've been taking in. You know, maybe you no. gain like a a million here a month, but you lose two million the next month just because of you know, uh, 
you know, the sales weren't good. And well, that, sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, it constantly amazes me how uh, people lowball uh, their expenses at like 1.5 or 2 million a month, which uh, is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, game development is certainly not cheap, and it's definitely not, it's more expensive today just because, I mean, even if we talk about sort of like the inflation of the American dollar, sort of like everything costs more now. Uh, and people expect, uh, you know, more pay, more benefits, and you kind of got to give it to the people that will make your game. Because if you're just giving it to, you know, kids straight out of college, uh, chances are you're sacrificing that money saving, uh, those money saving processes for a lower quality of product. Uh, well, yeah, of course, uh, that seems to be their, their way of, of going about things or promoting people who are in QA or are really low on the art totem pole to now oversee in lead or management uh, positions, which is crazy to me. Yeah, so, I mean, we're looking at these cost-saving measures right now, and they are, they're not retroactive, and, like, that, all that money has been spent, and right. I think over the course of the years uh, since... 2014 so chipping off that cash reserve i mean like over the so from 2014 to now 2018 sort of like you know you can expect to lose about 10 million just because you're not bringing in enough to cover the cost either through sort of like you have one really bad year where like you went uh five million in the hole and you think oh well yeah we still have 15 million 10 million it's not that bad and this year, sort of like the costs are running up, you chip off an extra million, and all of a sudden you're left with nine million, and you're still in the red. Well, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, if they, if this Derek Smart nine million, I mean, who knows, right? It could be real, it could not be real. Who, I, I mean, who even knows uh, at this point with how many things are flying around with this project? Let's say it is real. Nine million dollars in the bank is still not bad for a project that's pulling in. On average, let's say three and a half million dollars a month if they're keeping their costs low. It all comes back down to what did they do in 2014 and 2015 that could cause them to continue to have major expenses. And that comes back to the mocap shoot, which people think costs like 500K. And when you look at the star power, I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that the, the Pornhub leaks uh, that had uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, mm -hmm. for God's sakes, he's part of Squadron 42, and a lot of people don't even realize he's in it. Um, and it's just crazy that, and that was at the height of him being Superman. I mean, that is not a cheap actor to hire, even for a couple days. That's not something that's a wink and a nod, and you slide the guy a croissant from Craft Services and a $100 bill. That's not how that works. Oh yeah, no. It's like, and even that croissant uh, does cost money because you're gonna have to right. cater those those mocap shoots. I mean, like, uh, one of the things you know I'm writing up on the next chapter, sort of like you know you're figuring out who who the hell has actually been acting in this, and sort of like you know you got Gary Oldman, Any Circus, Gillian Anderson, Mark Strong. You know, aside from Mark Hamill and John Reese Davis, those are some pretty big, uh, high-priced talent, very quality talent. But, you know, there's also the cases like, are these people actually proficient in motion and performance ca capture? Uh, I mean, you could say Gary Oldman has already done, you know, uh, the Call of Duty thing, I believe, 
was it was it Gary Oldman it, or was it, it, uh... it? Well, yeah, it was Gary Oldman, but okay. he just did the voice. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have to. Again, it, it's a crazy thing to, to try to mocap all this, especially with a game with apparently such a dynamic AI. You could have scripted the characters and used the facial capture uh, to to kind of guide the characters. If you're going to have a lot of uh, bespoke uh, AI animations, the whole mocap thing is kind of worthless uh, unless you're doing a lot of heavy, as the rumors were, a lot of heavy, uh, you know, cutscene type of things where it takes away control of the player and it it plays a movie on your screen. Um, so that's fine for that because you get to control that entire scenario it's still very expensive uh, especially for 20 hours uh, i know i did a breakdown of of how much the mocap actually costs it's a ridiculous amount of money to clean all that up with oh, costume yeah, yeah. changes characters uh you, you still have so much work and effort to to put into that to get that in a usable like modern day looking state uh, it might look great on like the dailies that you do and and you take a look and everyone says wow that looks really cool we have like the rudimentary background and all that stuff but then you're like oh we got to add the lighting and the, all these character changes now we've like redone our 15th leather jacket and uh, we want to have the guy wear six of them whatever you want it just gets a, uh, even more expensive if you're if you're not sure what you're shooting and all the the costs that change uh, accordingly um, and then you find out that your morphing is off Right. Yeah. Then you find out that you've uh, you've accidentally scaled the characters wrong, and you gotta you gotta get like not saying oh the vandal were the same height as the humans. Oh wait, no, they're supposed to be nine feet tall. What? Oh, then that that fucks up your sight lines and yeah, scales. That, yeah. Oh, that 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 fucks up everything completely. Now now imagine now we saw some some stuff shot with uh, with Gollum. Uh, that he's playing this Vanduul guy, right? Now he's we sticking have... the stick in the whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and he's he's got his partner there with him, and they're both. Ah, oh, we're doing this thing, and we have a stick to operate. Fucking it God knows whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's our giant mothership, and we control it using a stick. It's like, wait, I thought these guys were scavengers, but now they whatever. The whole fucking thing makes no sense. Like Wing Commander, the movie, it's just yeah. awful. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so so yeah, when you when you get into that, what happens when they had Gollum there, and shot him with another actor of the same height? I haven't seen him like they did with Thanos in the Infinity War series. You know, Josh Brolin. They, they actually had you know a, a sort of a thing that extended his height about two feet above him, and that everyone was when they're looking at his eyes or whatever. You're you're not looking at Josh Brolin's face. You're looking at the thing, the rig, two feet above him. So so everyone can kind of be staring in the right direction. I, I didn't see anything like that with the Squadron 42 shots. So if if they're thinking that they can just go back at, in in post, and this is this is a, a Hollywood thing too, which is hilarious. We'll fix it in post. Is like yeah. the 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 call sign of everything is fucked. Don't worry about it. We're gonna release a piece of shit. <laughs> so that's when when the director says, "Don't worry about it. We'll fix it in post." I think that's great. Uh, your project is is hilariously fucked from that point on. Um, I mean, like, I, I tried to, you were talking about, like, the costs and whatnot, I, you know, again, napkin math, but, like, um, I kind of, I've, napkin math a little bit, like, I've put, renting the mocap space itself for that 90 days, uh, 90 days at Imaginarium, 100 days at Imaginarium, so at 90 days, at the bare minimum, was about 4.5 million for just the studio rental. Correct. Yeah, and, that, that, that seems about right. Yeah, and for the data, for data recording and uh, data uh, 
Yeah. Data recording and transfer to client. Uh, it, like it's usually somewhere between five five dollars and twenty five dollars uh, for a second of mocap data. So you're looking at for like a uh, four hundred and fifty pages. So we're like four hundred fifty pages in in Hollywood uh, type setting is one minute of is correct. Yeah, is about one minute, one minute of screen time. Uh, so you probably have about two point one million in just data alone. That they're going to charge you for. Not, not that doesn't include, by the way, all of the takes that that they kept that weren't, you know, solid. So that, that you know, again, it could have taken them five takes. Although Roberts, uh, everything I've seen from him is sort of a two take kind of guy. He's a very George Lucasy. Uh, That's great. We'll fix it in post kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> and you know, uses thinks that technology can fix a bad performance or a bad uh, set of direction. Uh, and, and that's just not true. Or, or, or uh, just a bad concept that never was fully fleshed out. Uh, yeah, I mean, and you have so many writers that he's working with that worked with them on the Wing Commander movie and worked with them in Hollywood for a bunch of different stuff. And uh, it just, again, if you're expecting this sort of seminal release that this will, you know, Chris Roberts, his magnum opus that will change forever his, you know, his legacy, it'll be great. I mean, just look at the Wing Commander movie. This is the, it's the same thing people were saying about that before it got released. And I, I almost guarantee you half the people who went to go see that piece of shit walked out in the first five minutes after seeing the trailer for the uh, the Star Wars prequel. Oh, no, it, that, that that is very true. Like, theaters had to put up, po like, posters... In, in, at the uh, at the ticket box, to say we will not issue refunds after the screening of the star of the new Star Wars trailer for Wing Commander specifically. Right. I mean, like yeah. I I just love that picture. <laughs> just... So so now you know talking about this nine million and the expenses that they occurred for all this mocap. You know, a lot of people don't factor this in. You know, they talk about oh they have X number of employees over this year and they cost some lowball number like thirty k a piece and which is insane. Uh, especially since they never uh, account for executive salaries in that, which are fucking astronomical. I, yeah, I mean, like uh, Aaron Roberts has won the highest uh, has won the highest uh, wages, like in game development, like in the UK, I think, right? Uh, yeah, and, and that that doesn't count. That's just his salary, by the way, that we could see. I think uh, it, it was like a uh, hundred thirty five, hundred thirty five thousand, hundred thirty five thousand pounds. Yeah. And and so that's that's getting in the 200k range. But remember all the other stuff that they're doing, the buying and selling of all the shares of stock, uh, the b bonuses that might not be in included in that, and of course all like the health plan coverage, 401k, retirement benefits would not be included in that total. That's just his total salary that's been taken out. It does not include the benefits packages that he is uh, entitled to. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it so, is. So it, it's it's a lot of money, and, yeah. and again, so you have it's a lot of money. So uh, especially for for a game where we're still waiting for anything to be to be really honestly playable. I actually loaded up before before we we did this, uh, loaded up again into into uh, Star Citizen, and uh, I got to tell you, man, it is just it is not a good game. I mean, I'm I'm playing it on a 4K monitor. 
it it doesn't even look that great. I mean, I've just been uh, again, I've been playing Skyrim with mods and Warframe and a bunch of other games, and Skyrim looks fucking great now uh, with all the shit that you can put out for it. Uh, and and uh, it's just it's and Warframe looks good. I mean, it, it, again, it doesn't have to be this level of detail. Because it gets lost when you're when you're fighting someone in the FPS. When you're having fun in a game, you overlook the floating tree. You overlook the m- missing texture. You know the little tiny like uh, gray box texture that someone forgot to take out. Uh, you just overlook it because you're like, ah, it's a fucking video game. Who cares? But with Star Citizen, it's been beaten into our heads from day one that it is going to be the most, uh, you know, the, the highest fidelity. Everything will work. <clears throat> like it's supposed to interiors will be constructed with struts and it'll be like real life but in space and it'll be crazy and like today i clipped through point port uh Al-Asar or whatever and fucking went through all there's nothing in there there's no struts or anything in there there's not it's not like actual like corridors to explore engineering decks or anything like that no. it's just empty polygons uh with textures that that's it so I don't get this lie that backers keep throwing at themselves. But anyway, we're getting off course. Let me just yeah. go back to the mocap thing. Uh, and the mocap thing, uh, the, the, the rumor was that people were already uh, getting royalties. And for people not familiar with the royalty concept, it's that if you uh, had, let's say you acted in something and then it was released, you'd get a portion depending on what your agent uh, or your whoever's negotiating for you you get a portion of the sales you know usually very small portion so uh, long as you didn't get david proused right yeah as long as you didn't get hollywood accounted out of that whole situation but uh it's looking like that's exactly what uh star citizen decided to do with the squadron 42 thing is uh what i heard a, a year and a half ago was that people were pissed because uh, some of the actors and the people on the set were not getting paid their royalties when executives at the company were were calling the game released and collecting royalties every year from that. And this is all, if you look back on my leaks, you can what, see... Now, was it the executives happened. or was it, like, some actors? No, the, the actors... Oh, oh, the actors were out in the cold. Yeah, they they were they they were not getting paid the royalties. They were like saying, "Oh, it's the the game has not been released, uh, so you are not eligible for any uh, royalties at this time, even though your contract says blah 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 blah." And there was some stipulation there, depending on what a release was. Um, but again, that's going to be a, a fight with lawyers. Oh, yeah. but, uh, this, uh, but then it turned out that some of the executives. And I'm not sure how high that goes. I'm not sure if it's just upper management or only the executive level, the owners of the company, um, were, were paying themselves royalties on a released game. So whatever that they're getting, $36 million a year or whatever it is, they're taking a cut of that saying, oh, we already released this product and it's already doing well and I get to pay myself for it. Yeah. So so that, that alone tells me that there is a huge one. Squadron 42 whenever it decides to, to release in 28, 30 billion years, whatever, uh, that there's going to be a lot of actors knock on the door to get their royalties. And uh, that's not going to be good for them. That's going to take a huge portion, especially what if they promise them the moon on this stuff. I mean, Chris Roberts is, has continually said he thinks this is uh, a $2 billion franchise. That's not just Star Citizen, but that Squadron 42 by itself is a $2 billion dollar franchise uh that he expects to get to make whenever it's released uh to me that's fucking crazy i i, yeah. I don't know i mean <laughs> you're, you're now you're talking into the echelons of multi-platform releases 
you know, like Blizzard games that, that you know, like, look at me, I just, I just fucking spend money on Hearthstone card packs <laughs> yeah. that I never fucking play. Uh, but, you know, when you look at, at Squadron 42, what, you're going to have a single-player game that people are going to buy 19 times? Or just the first episode of it. Oh, right. And, exa- <laughs> and that's that's been the, the squalude, uh, as it's been <laughs> lovingly referred to. Uh, apparently, there has been some huge contention over... Uh, that it was supposed to be released last year. Uh, that they had they had a whole setup and a mock-up for it, and it was supposed to be released last year. That got pushed yep. to uh, CitizenCon. That there was supposed to be a huge unveiling and release of the actual demo. Now we saw a part of that. We, we yeah, saw the vertical slice. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. Now, to me, that indicated that there was going to be some type of, of playable demo that they really wanted to push out. Because if you look, watch that whole hour-long thing, it is... Well, one, it's completely boring. I, I don't know why people are losing their shit over that, but it's like, wow, fly here. It's pretty. Okay, now we Small talk little combat. And then, yeah, and... Oh, yeah, where's, where's and all then, the like, big... And then, like, this long fucking trudge to the next checkpoint, really. Yeah, I mean, it, not it, even, yeah. like, a like a exhausting uh, trudge. It's just a boring trudge. Right, and, and that's that's the thing too. If there was, it, it shows that they're 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 being they have to be very linear, and that's what I've heard about about yeah. Squadron Forty Two for a long time. It's a lot of cutscenes, very cutscene heavy. Uh, it's a lot of pretty pictures, uh, and and it's taken them forever to get through it because there's so many fucking things to do. Uh, and then whatever, apparently whatever they're finishing up for the Squadron Forty Two, that's what they shit out into the PU for everybody. And so sadly, the, the... I mean, it, it's sort of like, I, I know you want to continue this thought, but moving on to the next bit of news, is sadly, the one person that has played Squadron 42 in its entirety has sadly moved on from the LA studios, now on his way back to Maryland. Ben Lesnick yep. has left LA and has moved back to Maryland. Uh, back to uh, a neighborhood that I used to live in myself, actually, you know, like oddly enough. Um, so the leaving of Ben Lesnick, I think this is pretty much. I mean, like I, I think his role is going to be writing and editing the jump point, but effectively, Ben Lesnick doesn't work at CIG anymore. Uh, yeah, and and so uh, for a lot of people that don't that don't follow anything I've posted, and for God help you if you do, because I post a lot of weird, random shit all the time. Uh, but uh, you know, this has been everyone in the LA office. I absolutely hate him. I mean, I think he had Disco Lando and and Toast there as his his two proponents. But uh, I gotta tell you, everyone fucking hated the guy. Uh, they thought he was a creep. Uh, the, the amount of shit that was talked about him, especially by by apparently his lord and savior Chris Roberts, uh, it's just sad. It's just sad. Yeah. Um, and I know and that not- the UK office didn't like him either when he was back when he was uh, what was it, master of spaceships. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And he the the problem was is that he he wouldn't communicate with people. He wouldn't get back to people. Uh, he would blame other people for his mistakes. Uh, he constantly was sucking up to Chris, telling it. You know, he would he would have private apparently conversations with people, telling him that Chris was disappointed in them or whatever. I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me how this guy stayed on for so long, especially since these rumors. And, and and these things, I mean, it's sometimes confirmed uh, in the case of him leaving uh, ATV, right? Yeah. So, uh, and that was, that was, 
again, that was weeks before he left. It wasn't like I went back and edited it and said, oh, well, look at this. I made a, a leak. That shit was like weeks and weeks before he actually got kicked off that show. So well, I mean, like part of that was also his sepsis infection that kind of really knocked the wind out of him. I mean, like, uh, yeah, that that is a case of like, you know, for all the bad things that and the like borderline horrible stuff that Ben Lesnick has either said or done as far as moderation on the RSI forums. Just to be clear, the sepsis infections, I feel sorry for the man. It's like, that's not something I wish upon anybody. Well, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Uh, it's, it's not a good way. And at the time, uh, I, I believe I wished him uh, a speedy recovery without any sort of bullshit. And uh, again, I, I don't believe in the... It, I mean, this is a fucking video game at the end yeah. of the day. I don't believe anyone should, be, should suffer for their opinions or, or whatever for a fucking video game. Unless they broke the law, uh, unless unless you're a creepy <laughs> stalkery alt right freak who uh, who wants to you know murder someone because they were played a woman in Star Wars. I mean, yeah. it just it uh, again, it doesn't matter, man. Like yeah. it, it's all good. I felt bad for him, but again, you know, going back to some of his comments and this whole thing of I, I do find it funny this whole narrative that's that's kind of been propped up now how these goons were trying to control some sort of PvP aspect of Star Citizen, and Ben Lesnick shot him down. Ben Lesnick fucking shot everybody down. Goons are done, and this is why we're all pissed. We're all pissed because Star Citizen won't allow us to... I, I'm not sure what we're gonna do. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're like, pissed it, that we it, can't yeah. do it. And it's funny, just I, I guess part of that narrative comes from me exiting as an investor, sort of like there was a... Cons there was a full there was a full effort to control the development of star citizen at the highest level and chris <laughs> right. robertson i mean sort of like you know I, i'm flattered that you think that i was in there trying to you know game the system in such a way of my advantage i mean i i was kind of there for the game and a profit as opposed to you know living my whole life through this thing but uh, i mean like but for like lesnick is like lesnick's exit has kind of been on the books for a while, and I guess this really seals it. I mean, like, uh, I, like I, 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 I've spent so much time with Lesnick back in the early days. You know, like, uh, you know, getting people excited. You know, helping out with the promotional material. You know, transporting him around. I mean, hell, I, I helped him move in and move out of his apartment in Austin. Uh, I wanted him to feel welcome. I wanted to help out as best I could. You know, just sort of like something as an investor, sort of like, you know, I can't, I couldn't affect daily operations, but the least I could do was be helpful in other aspects. And so, yeah, you just wanted to make a good game. Yeah. I mean, not only did you want to return on your investment, but you, it would be nice to play a awesome game. I yeah. think we all wanted that. And like with Lesnick, you know, like I was genuine, you know, I was genuinely happy for him because Lesnick is sort was the story of like the super fan, you know, getting his chance to shine, you know, cast, you know, get a little sunshine uh, off of the his hero, and it, it was it was such a great story. It was sort of like I was proud for him. Sort of like, hey, you know, you know, you know, this this nerd like who spent his entire life, you know, cultivating, you know, all this knowledge about you know some you know obscure sci-fi thing. You know, his hero comes back and says, hey, I want your help. And he becomes a super fan that gets elevated into, like, you know, like, uh, godhood, almost. 
But uh, yeah. But the problem was, it's sort of like after exiting the project, it's sort of like you know, I when I started asking around, I started to hear this, the other side of Ben Lesdick that I was not exposed to, and it, I mean, it is not you know, grossly nefarious. It is just really a story of a kind of a guy in over his head that couldn't really accept blame for his own uh, mistakes and well, yeah. just an, an inability to process it or a, a, a inability to to consider options beyond an initial this is this is my word is law and my gut judgment will not be questioned and it's just kind of sad, especially for me, sort of like, you know, you know, Ben Lesnick defriended me on Facebook on Christmas Day, which is, you know, holds a special place in my <laughs> black heart. Uh, I mean, like, I don't know, it's like, without Lesnick, I mean, I guess the, the real nerd uh, credibility from the Wing Commander crowd is pretty much uh, evaporated at this point because Ben was the person who was, you know, championing this on the Wing Commander CIC guide um, on on the site. And uh, I'll admit, like, I was a Wing Commander CIC guy myself. Uh, I was a big Wing Commander fan. And, you know, a lot of the support uh, initially, you know, aside from the, you know, a after the initial pitch just sort of kicked off uh, lightning in a jar, uh, a lot of the hype came from uh, see, uh, Wing Commander fans just sort of like you know propagating this out because like Lesnick was you know telling the Wing Commander fans to say hey take a look at the site hey we got more stuff coming hey you know I'm in on the inside you guys can follow me you guys can trust me kind of stuff and so that kind of, I mean I, I guess all that uh, goodwill and credibility from the Wing Commander fans I almost say that's pretty much evaporated there's, there's nothing left in Wing Commander now it's all Star Citizen. It's all Chris Roberts, and Chris Roberts didn't really even care for the Wing Commander stuff. Sort of like he had his chance to buy back the Wing Commander property uh, back at I believe twenty million, twenty three million, and he passed on it and said, "Nope, don't care about it. Don't need it." Right. Yeah. And that that probably broke uh, Lesnick's heart a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, this is uh, this has become now. Uh, this this is this is supposed to be uh, a Chris Roberts game of a Chris Roberts production of a Chris Roberts script of a Chris Roberts. I mean, he doesn't want to look back and say, "Oh, well, Wing Commander, uh, that one hit that I actually worked on." I mean, that's that's really the only one. By the way, when you when you look at the games, if you look at Wing Commander games, he was he really only worked on the first one. The rest of them, he he worked on. He was a, the the whatever the logistics guy. He was like the he was the guy they went to to talk about it or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, produce. He was a producer for Wing Commander Two. Uh, so it, I think just like a side producer, from what yeah. I understand, from what people yeah. told me from back then. And uh, then for three and four, he just did. He just was the director for the for the mocap or well, actually uh, the, the FMV mocap. Yeah, all the FMV stuff. Which by the at the time. It was twenty fucking years ago. It was actually more than that now. I think uh, was pretty cool. 
you know that was that was pretty cool uh and i i i'm a huge wing commander prophecy fan i mean that's the first time i saw that one actor you know and he's like lev eris with a y why and he's like why am i here i mean i played all these fucking games when they were out i actually play i played the super nintendo versions i played the pc versions i built computers just to play these games so i'm i'm a huge uh, Wing Commander fan. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, as big as like, let's say, the the Wing Commander CIC people who can fucking talk about the release from Sweden in 1991 and some shit like that. To be fair, I can't. Uh, I'm not that big of a CIC fan. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pretty. It's a. I mean, there's a level of fandom. For, and now, don't get me wrong. I thought they were they were fun at the time. I mean, looking back at the mechanics now, I'm like, Jesus. I thought that was fun. Uh, but again that was still like the building blocks of modern games we really didn't start seeing really interesting complex uh gameplay till the, the first part of the 2000s i mean you had like doom and you had a lot of multiplayer stuff and you had you had stuff like um rise of the triad you, you had a lot of first person games with a lot of interesting exciting um game mechanics and stuff but it was all kind of samey after after you know wolf 3d i mean they added new stuff they added new different ways i i really actually thought a lot of them were pretty cool but it didn't like seem like a huge step forward until we got to like the half-life era which i think a lot of people sort of equate to the first big like the first steps towards what we currently have in in modern gaming which some people hate some people hate modern gaming think it's the fucking worst that uh, every game is just terrible and is a, a social justice warrior bullshit that they want to you know make them have equality with women or something i don't fucking know but there's some people who absolutely fucking hate modern video games and if you don't like them i mean that's that's fine uh but to say that like wing commander was the height of of game design is is fucking laughable i mean yeah. really so you know, from because Lesnick has left, that has left one uh, talking head prominently uh, as sort of like the chief go-to uh, representative for the community, and, and that and is Disco Lando. And people fucking hate Jared too. There, there's it's from what I heard for the last year and a half. No one likes him. No one fucking <laughs> likes him. And in fact, you could see in a, a ATV a couple weeks ago. Uh, they were talking when Ship Shape or whatever is going to be, like, a weekly now. I mean, mm -hmm. God forbid they go fucking two hours without trying to sell you a fucking spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be in a game for, like, nine years. Uh, but but both uh, Chris and Sandy were sitting there, and they're like, oh, now Ship Shape's going to be on every week. Oh, wow. Can't get enough of Jared, can we? No, there's never too much of Jared. Honk. And it's like, <laughs> the you see them both be like this fucking guy like please do not have him i mean it's weird because they shoot it separately mm -hmm. so they don't have him in the studio they don't interact with him they don't want him around no. before if you remember the round tables that would have remember money and all those guys it was oh, still, yeah. like, uh, what was it uh, reverse reverse or whatever yeah and that, that was still sort of a family you could have uh, alexis was on there and ben was on there and sandy would come on and say, you know you, you still had these guys sort of interacting with one another and it was it was fun it was more fun it was less professional but it felt more like a community trying to and of course they fucked that up uh, hilariously all the time too yeah. but it was sort of an endearing fuck up that uh that a fledgling company of a fledgling video game company would make yeah. um but, I mean, but, the thing about uh, Disco, at least recently, was Disco actually posted a couple of tweets, some totally odd tweets that totally aren't about Star Citizen. And here's one. 
I think the value, I think the value effort more, or I think I value effort more than results, which is interesting considering what a results-oriented person I am. I find I don't care so much if people fail, only whether or not they ha appear to have even tried. Make the effort. It's what we all deserve. And he had like this, like this uh, tweet thread, just sort of. It was an odd thing to watch a man sort of describe, like, the realization of what's going on. And it's really hard not to look into it and say, Jared is talking about Star Citizen. Or he's talking about an experience he's had in Star Citizen. And this was and shortly after Lesnick and Alexis were moving to Maryland. Yes, and and so I know a lot of people thought this could this could mean the the end of uh, uh, Star Citizen, or he knows some sort of secret. And if you also look, he was moving out. We also got to get into this weird other thing too mm -hmm. of of who owns their their buildings and oh, their yeah. apartments. Because <laughs> holy shit, what? Uh, when I started going, I mean, it, it's weird. And I also don't want to. I also don't want to. That is going to come off kind of stalkery, but you know. I, I'm like the I'm like the guy who will like load up Wikipedia and be like, "What the fuck is a neuroplasma something something?" Right, and I click mm -hmm. on it, and then there's another bunch of shit I don't understand. So I click on that shit too, and then I'm down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, you know, reading about how protons interact with black holes or whatever. So it's just it's just like an endless rabbit hole for me. So the same thing goes for Star Citizen. Like when I when I looked at uh, Lando's place, and he was moving out. So after all mm -hmm. these tweets, right, he he gets drunk, and he's on this stream, and all of his like little display cases by the way whoever has an office with just like 90 percent display cases uh I, I don't i mean i don't really get that but okay um have some furniture in there i, I guess um but so he, he gets drunk and he says oh my god and all this stuff's happening and blah 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 and he's messed around for a while and i watched the stream nothing really too terrible in it but nothing sinister no, nothing at all. And and really what it comes down to is that a lot of people thought those tweets were in relation to Star Citizen. I mean, actually, you could take them and apply them to Star Citizen, but that you can almost do anything with Star Citizen since it's such a fucked up project. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, what, what I believe, because there was a lot of hilarious rumors back in the day, uh, and this, uh, who knows if this will get cut out of this little place, but uh, about uh, Jared and Alexis uh, having some sort of thing going on with mm. one another. Mm. Uh, and uh, that that was that's been God that was back in way early 2016. Um, so I don't know. Again, with her and Ben moving out, and then a series of tweets. Uh, he actually went back later and said, "Oh, by the way, this was all personal. This has nothing to do with Star Citizen. Uh, this was all my personal stuff about feelings." And if you go through some of those other tweets, it's a very better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all sort of summary uh yeah. i think the bard said it a lot better uh in you know 10 words than 140 characters or whatever but mm -hmm. um yeah it just uh to me that that it, it it seemed more of a of a breakup crying post that you'd see on you know myspace back uh, 10 years ago oh uh, yeah I, I probably would have posted the same <laughs> uh, uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> But I mean, like, so also Lando claims that uh, there is no more community in his title. So he is just a manager? Content sorts? manager. <laughs> content yeah. manager, okay. No longer a community content manager. He's a content manager now. Uh, well, a lot, of, a lot of the content coming out of uh, Star Citizen doesn't have to do with the community. 
No, no, the only <laughs> that's really coming out of Star Citizen is the fucking ships, and yeah. he is nailing that. Uh, and they're selling the shit out of those. Yeah, so uh, we do have uh, two spaceships uh, on sale. Actually, we have one, the, the Hercules Starlifter, which is... The the worst C one thirty C seventeen Starlifter mishmash just like military, it, it it just that ship just felt like scraping the bottom barrel. Oh screw it, let's just make a C one thirty in space. And so the new one coming up this month, and so this will actually make a new con- this will make a new concept ship sale for every single month of this year. At least, if you, if you if you don't count the variants, if you count the variants, that's even more. Like that that turns into like almost three ships a month so far. And so, like the new one is apparently supposed to be uh, uh, the the Drake uh, Vulture, which is supposed to be a salvage ship or something like that. So they're, I guess, by this because of the the Vulcan. At the beginning of the year, in January, it was supposed to have like some kind of refueling, salvaging thing, and then they brought out uh, the Reclaimer in, I believe that was 3.1? I think 3.1 is when the Reclaimer came out. And now you have the Vulture, which is supposed to be a salvager, so there's, they're pushing salvaging for some reason. That's not surprising. I mean, if, they're, if they really had one mechanic... Uh, that they're trying to get in, you know, the mining and salvaging thing is supposed to be. Oh, and that's my dog squeaking a toy. Don't, don't uh, mind. No her. worries. Uh, so if if they're really pushing for this mining salvaging thing, right? And that was, I think, that's been on the books for three point two for a long time. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, is that okay? You have to make all these mechanics for it. Uh, you have to. I mean, as we saw in the last uh, dev, whatever was talk to the devs or whatever the fucking twenty name shows are. I mean, shit. There's so many of them. How you have this many fucking shows for one video game, I have no idea. Um, but uh, they were talking about, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, that one ship, we're going to just have to redo that ship because all of the, the specs have changed. And Lando actually got his fucking hand slapped when he was talking about the turret gunners. Uh, there were supposed to be two manual turret gunners, I mm-hmm. think, on the... I can't remember what ship... I mean, there's so many ships now, it's hard to, hard to say. Yeah. Um, but he, he actually went on Reddit... And he edited all of his posts, by the way. He edited all of them, and it's, it's really hard to find the originals. But he, he was saying stuff like, hey, you know what? You guys are wrong. There is only supposed to be one fucking turret on there. Uh, so how about you stop telling the developers what we're supposed to know? Because we know. Uh, and then a bunch of the replies were like, uh, hey, by the way, the ship brochure for this fucking ship lists them as two manual turrets, top and bottom. So what the fuck? And a lot of people called him out on it, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, there are two. I was, uh, I might have just been misinformed. Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not surprising. I mean, again, because there's no, there's probably no cohesive design document. Who knows? It might show up with one fucking turret now. I mean, no one knows what what they do is there. It's it's damage control from second one. It has to be, um, because if if. There's a slide in backer confidence of any significant amount, even a minor amount, that could start meaning lowered revenue for that month. And if you lower your revenue past a certain threshold, you're fucked. It doesn't matter if you have nine million left in the bank or a hundred million. You've got to keep getting money in. And as you've seen over last year, I mean, late 2016 was the start of this constant barrage of ship sales. 
of ship concept sales, of sales, another sales. Before 2016, you'd have one about every six to seven weeks for various milestones. Honestly, um, I, and, I think I, uh, I got some napkin math, for the, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, but I noticed a heavy uptick in 20, late 2016 through 2017 through now uh, of a shitload of uh, of fucking ship sales. I mean, it's ridiculous. I think last year they, they went, I think, six months with having a sale every, like, nine days because they start overlapping towards the end of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I think hey, it was... Yeah, yeah, it was 20, uh, 2017 had 150 days of sale, and most of them were actually towards the end of the year. And so uh, 150 days is about... I think it was about... Five months? Let's see. Eight, oh, I'm looking at that. About uh, 41% of the year. So, and I'm looking at it. That, that made up... Those days of sales made up uh, 80% of all the income coming in. So what we're looking at right now, what I'm projecting is over half the year is going to be sales, about sixty percent, and that's <laughs> that is weird. But also one of the other things that they've done recently uh, to address the shortage of funding, uh, the the alleged shortage of funding, is the twenty-seven thousand dollar ship package. Oh, I think I think we should uh, take a break and talk about that. I mean, I could devote uh, <laughs> a whole do thing, a whole episode, okay. uh, just on on that and microtransactions and all that. I'm I'm fine with that. Okay, okay. So just just so we'll we'll pot market sort of like that is something that has happened that will be a, a uh, topic of discussion. A lot of people bought in bought into that, I suppose. So another yeah. thing that has happened is uh, CIG has closed one of their shell companies, or at least uh, one of yes. them. Oh, let's see. Uh, um, a little thought on the ships in total. I don't like talking about ships, but if you think back to the beginning of this whole charade, they started with this hangar module where you can walk around and look at your ship. I feel like. That was just getting the whole thing off on the wrong foot because then instead of focusing on the gameplay and making things work, they kind of tried to do it backwards. They had the ship models and now they got to get the gameplay working with the ship models and you see them struggling with all these manual versus manned turrets just going nowhere, just spinning their wheels for years and years. Okay, well. Yeah, I mean, you, if you if you sold, let's say, uh, you know, you, you've told everybody everything. So you've you've had you've had uh, ships sold saying, hey, you know what? If you don't have a lot of friends, they can't be online. You can have an AI crew uh, crew your whole ship for you, so don't even have to worry about. It. They can do the mining and they yeah. Can do the turrets and and, they can do and the thing that the thing that strikes me about it is like you didn't really choose the framework that works with all these you know like sophisticated AIs and things. You kind of just chose. Uh, an engine here that kind of just has a real basic vehicle model. You got that to display your your three D model, and now you're trying to rejigger all this other stuff into it, and it's just not happening. Well, that uh, so the one very drunk person uh, who was talking to me did mention uh, that they are trying to rebuild all of their existing code framework into Lumberyard, like like not even port anything over. Not take anything that might oh, have the old too much work. Code. It's too much work to copy it over. It's just like it's, we it's gotta not, start from scratch. No, they they don't want to copy it because of of oh. 
because oh. if, if they if they do get hand slapped, in which I'm I'm sure they would, Crytek will pull all that code out. I mean, you, the the project will be essentially stalled because uh, they'll spend they'll have code experts come in for months, making sure that every asset has no links whatsoever to any previous CryEngine stuff, and they'll they'll go in and just yank everything. So so and, and everything's linked right now. So people say it's hilarious when people say, oh, the artists just work on the ship. There's nothing. Oh, the ship's easy. Look at that. It just pops right out of there. The art. The artists have to keep doing something. Well, that ship actually does have to get coded. I, I hate to break it to yeah. that Kazan, but uh, you do actually have to have a programmer program some shit for the ships. And this was another leak where the programmers kept going to the artists saying, "Why the fuck do you keep changing my ship? Now I have to go back and code a whole bunch of new shit in the ship." And the artists were like, "Wait, that's still not final." Didn't Ben Lesnick tell you, the master of ships, tell you that we're changing that and that's just a, that's a demo model and that's just, Chris just wanted to see something different. Don't change anything with that. But then the model doesn't work. The, the ship doesn't work because it's not coded yet. So then Chris would come down and fucking yell at people saying, why aren't my ships working? I want to have this all work. Hey guys, right, I was right. just stopping by for a little bit. I'm at work, so I got to go. Okay. All right, man. You're doing good. It sounds like fun. Yep. I'll, I'll right. listen to it later. <laughs> see you, man. But, uh, okay, so I, I think for this whole project, I mean, like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of what else has gone on uh, since the last time. I mean, uh, we've gone over, you know, uh, the, the, the rumors of, the, of $9 million left, a $9 million nothing burger. We've got uh, Ben Lesnick leaving, uh, Jared's existential crisis, ship sales, the, uh, briefly touched on the uh, Legatus pack. Uh, a the Robert Space Industries Corp in California dissolved in oh, March. Yeah. We, and we should we should probably combine the uh, if we if we if we could just take a break for like five minutes and come back for another episode. But um, if we want to talk about the 27k ship package and the uh, the the California entity yeah. uh, effectively being shuttered, uh, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about that. But I will need a couple minutes. Okay, so we'll wrap up here. Uh, we got the blessing from uh, Virtual Captain, as you guys heard. Uh, this is Bucha, uh, still working on videos, and uh, that's Agent over there. Love pledge soon, I promise. Uh, yeah, uh, dissing on Star Citizen is hard. It's hard work and all of our efforts. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see you next time, guys. See ya.